Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of ESFFL, the podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Zach. And I'm your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen. And Owen, what a week 11 it was. Oh, man. it's It seems like uh, things have not been going my way. It seems and like just yesterday, this season was just a little baby. Wow, yeah, 10 weeks ago, week one. Now here we are, going into week 12. Um, implications have never been higher, Owen. And man, like let's, I, I don't know. It's, it's been a wild season, super close throughout the entire thing. Um, and still super, super yeah, close. Yeah, and it's going to be even tighter over these next two weeks. But we've got a lot to get into. we got uh, Week 12 matchups, Week 11 recap. we got the trade bonanza with the votes and the controversy and There's... the Team of the Week interview with uh, with Diego coming in a little bit later. But, Owen, let's just start right off at the top and bring in some let's news. Weekly updates from around the ESFFL. Thank you, Kimothy. Uh, we've not given you a shout-out in recent weeks, but your hard work has not gone unnoticed, Owen. Have a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely. You do not get the day off, though. I want you to work hard at making sure we can figure out what the hell needs to happen with these playoff matchups for us to uh, we need all hands figure on deck out right who's now. eliminated and who's not. But hey, Owen, first things up here, uh, we got one quick reminder for you. The fab does not roll over. So, yes. Owen, the fab rules, same as last year. Uh, playoff teams are going to get 100 new fab dollars, uh, and the toilet bowl teams will get $50. 50. So, yeah. yeah, so any fab that you have at the end of the regular season this year, it's gone. It's gone, no matter what. So use it up, do what you got to uh, do with it, and then uh, look out for uh, this, this playoff tree coming out here in the next couple weeks. Yep, and the reason we do that, just to kind of level the playing field back for the playoffs, because obviously like if you don't have any money, then what's the point of, I don't know, like you can't bid on anybody. So it just kind of makes you rendered useless, and that's not what we want. We want a nice, fair, competitive playoff action scene. So. I like it. Uh, Owen, we also got two Thursday night matchups now, one of them being postponed. That is the Steelers and Ravens being pushed to Sunday due to the Ravens being a COVID-infected team uh, pretty much top to bottom. They got like 10 players with it right now. Um, the Steelers have been getting the raw end of the deal this whole Seriously, season, man. man. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but... Screwed. And to be 10-0 and 0 after this screw over that they've been having to face this whole season is crazy. Crazy. I don't know. Like a lot of them are complaining about it, though. But at least you get like those extra days, and now also you get to have Thanksgiving with your family. And yeah, Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, kind of hurt, man. So going to Sunday, not oh, a big man. deal for me. Like it's a little extra. See, that's what I don't like, because because the Ravens were in a situation, a really bad situation, and yeah. the Steelers were given the advantage with this close, uh, this quick, uh, quick switch up to the Thursday night game after Sunday, and uh, here we are again. The Steelers getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, they're probably still going to win, though. Move yeah. to 11-0 and and just yeah. skate through the season. But, it, hey, they're huge, balling. Huge game. Um, That is it for just the regular news. We do have some waiver wire additions we're going to get into this week, Owen. Uh, the first one being Taysom Hill for the Tillamook Teabaggers. Picked him up for $0 there. No one else budged on uh, Taysom at all. Um, I think just like, I don't know, we all kind of have our quarterbacks already. But Steve made the move there, and Taysom put up a good week. Got around like 26 points or something. A yeah. couple rushing touchdowns. Um, had some good passes here and there, but overall looked okay as a Saints quarterback, but a really good fantasy football option. Yeah, I was surprised that he went and actually went through and not only just picked him up, but started him. And yeah. uh, I mean, it, it was a good move, though, because I think he had Matt Ryan who got like a donut this week. Right? Yeah, yeah, he had negative points, which I mean, if, if it was me, 
mean, it explains where I'm at in the season. I would have played Matt Ryan. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just Steven's a quarterback guru. Always has been. Yeah. Um, but good pickup. And in this league, obviously, he's not a tight end. Thank God. Oh, my God. Because that's, he's not even a tight that end. That is in, so gross to Like, me. at least the Steelers running back from last year, forget his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least he was, like, labeled as a tight end. Taysom mm-hmm. Hill has never been labeled as a tight end, right? No. Like, he's just a quarterback. He's easily special teams, defense, like, anything but a tight end. I've seen him line up kind of weird. But that's, I think, only on ESPN or Yahoo. And those, Garbage. If you're on those platforms anyway, what the, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no. Get no. on sleeper. Yeah. You're not really playing fantasy football. Yeah. Um, so next up on the waivers here, we got myself, the Golden Yetis, spent all of my fab this week, Owen, oh. cashed myself out, got zero bucks left, pick up Matt Gay and the Giants defense. Big spender. Uh, yeah, so Matt Gay, the new Rams kicker, the new Yetis kicker as well, man. This guy, he made some good kicks on uh, Monday night against the Bucks, and I believe in him. I think the Rams believe in him. Um, I'm also sick of playing with Matt Prater, Greg Zerline, and Mason Crosby. Fuck those guys. They oh, give yeah. me zeros and twos like every time I play them, man. That's rough. I can't do it anymore. Going into the playoffs, I need a kicker that's going to be making some kicks, uh, getting these opportunities that that I think Matt Gay will get. Um, Giants D, they've got a good matchup against the Bengals this week. Uh, kind of just a spot start for me. Uh, but I definitely think they're going to be worth the money. Bengals got no Joe Burrow now, no Joe Mixon. I don't see them doing too much at all. Um just going to be kind of an ugly game from both sides i expect but giants d might be a good start they're like defense 10 or so on the season so should see a decent play out of them uh next up on the waivers we got the wuhan tiger kings diego picked up gus edwards this week owen for 27 fab yes outbidding zach by just two bucks uh big crucial pickup there Mm. for diego uh with the news of jk dobbins and mark ingram both having coronavirus it looks like gus edwards will be getting the start yeah, and I like the pickup at least for this week. Who knows what the what it's gonna look like for next the following week? But as far as Gus Edwards this week, yeah, yes, he's playing with the Steelers, but he's the only guy they got, so yeah, it's a good pickup. That's that's I looked at him, but there was no way I was gonna pick him up to play him against the Steelers. Yeah, um, they have a, they have their moments against the run, but don't expect you know a hundred yard game out of this guy. Yeah, he may get a touchdown, but that's kind of what you're hoping for out of yeah. Gus. Uh, next up, we got Zach's fantasy team picking up Adrian Peterson this week for $21. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just two bids on him there. I'm not sure what the other bid was, but it really doesn't matter. Adrian Peterson was very ineffective on Sunday. Only got around two points. Um, that's kind of what you expect out of AP in 2020. Yeah, that Detroit has just floundered. Yeah, this- they didn't score a point, did they? Nope. Even yeah, with Matt tough. Stafford, so it, I don't know what they're gonna do. It looks like Patricia is gonna be on his way out the door, and who knows? He's been what's there too long at this point, man. They've been terrible under yeah. Matt Patricia. Yeah, the Lions—they really need to just to change a pace. I don't know, like like everything. I feel bad for Matt Stafford. First of all, like he's had to deal with everything his whole career. <laughs> his whole career. Good God. Um, last pickup. Is this the last pickup? Scroll down a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, last pickup we're going to talk about this week is Christian's move for J.K. Dobbins, uh, the coronavirus-infected running back for the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. He's over there coughing on his teammates, getting them sick, but he's worth 5 bucks to Christian. So an interesting move. To me, I don't know if it's really going to amount to much, um, especially not this week, potentially not even next week because, you know, if you test positive, you might be out a couple games. Um, yeah, I think you need to have like five days of negative tests before you can play again. So He did play good, though, when he got those reps this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, I think, 15, 17 points or something like that. Yeah, uh, Played his highest snap count of the season, but I definitely see that dropping back down, um, kind of leveling out. It's the rule of averages. It's kind of how it works. 
Hopefully, I think the way, it makes sense to me as like a uh, you know, down the road playoff, uh, you know, safety net. See how yeah, it goes maybe, down the road. but even then, like I just don't trust any of the Ravens running backs. I think there's too many of them, and mm-hmm. they split the ball too much. It's just, I don't know, could yeah. work out for him, but in my opinion, probably not going to. But only five bucks, no big deal. Christian just made a move there, picked up a Ravens running back that's played well last week, so we'll see. One other quick uh, addition that he made was uh, Derek Carr, which I found it interesting with uh, Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson in his uh, backfield already. Uh, well, that was Jared that picked up David. Oh, was Derek it? Carr. Okay, I could have. Yeah. Okay. My fault. Yeah. Jared picked him up. Okay, then that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, so that's it for all the waivers. In terms of trades, we had three go on this week, Owen. Uh, one of them, a little bit of controversy, but... Little. <laughs> that's no big deal. I mean, it is what it is. I liked it. Well, I want to say right up top, Owen. I like that this league is a democracy. Yeah. Like, I hate yeah. being in those leagues that's just like, oh, yeah, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. it's frustrating to play. It's frustrating to know how it's going to work for both the team. Like, I don't know. It just gives you a lot of question marks and doesn't feel like it's fair. Right. In terms of our league, even if I don't like a decision, like, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. whether I'm the commissioner or I'm the 10th place team that has no commissioner powers at all, like, everybody has the same amount of say in this league and we all use our powers to vote. And the vote came out in terms of letting these trades go through, and that is perfectly fine. It is what it is. Um, we'll get into it now, though. So the first trade up here, not a controversial one. Oh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's just a little bit of a question mark. Not so much controversy. Christian acquires Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from Josh for David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Miles Gaskins, and Salvan Ahmed. Yeah. Um, basically a two-for-one, in a way. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to Christian, the Chiefs running back, obviously. And then we got two Texans running backs and two Dolphins running backs going to Josh, both uh, with the handcuffs there. And I think, I think this one for Josh, it was just more about rounding out his team rather than having one guy who performs pretty well um, on a semi-regular basis. But Josh got two good players there, I think, in Miles Gaskin and David Johnson. Uh, I don't know about David Johnson, but Miles Gaskin is expected to play this week, right? Yeah, he's, he's uh, trending upwards finally. Uh, should be expected to at least uh, get some playing time this week. Who knows? We'll see. But he's at least practicing. Yeah, and I think when Miles Gaskin is playing at his best, he is about the same value as Clyde. Um, but maybe just lower ceiling, obviously, being not on the Chiefs. So yeah. not a bad trade there. I think it works out for both teams. Um, gives it's- Christian a a star running back quote-unquote potential star yeah and gives josh two rounded out players that can kind of fill in his rb2 and flex spot if he needs i think it's good that he it's just interesting that josh went from a double handcuff uh from a quad cuff in the, all the seahawks running backs so, yeah so i don't know he just likes the the handcuffs i guess yeah at the end of the season i mean that's kind of the move um Next trade up, though, this one is where we got a little bit of controversy, and we got Christian trading Amari Cooper to Diego for the Browns. Oh, sorry, trading the Browns defense to Diego for Amari Cooper. So Diego acquiring Browns D, Christian getting the uh, wide receiver there for the Cowboys. And the reason for the controversy on this one was, I think, just the timing of the trade. So with Diego essentially being eliminated from the playoffs, um, I know he's not yet, but essentially, we'll say. Yeah, um, he's definitely not contending for a bye week, we'll say that. <laughs> trading a top 15 wide receiver to Christian for a Browns defense that just defenses just don't hold the same value as, as skill players. Um, mm-hmm. I know the Browns D played really well, but even even today, I feel like this trade is just like a little bit eh. It's ugly. 
But it is what it is, man. Like, this is the one that we voted on. It was a, a tied vote, four to four. Diego didn't vote, though, so I obviously I counted his vote in favor of passing the trade because I think that's just, like, what makes sense. Yeah, and, and I um, think as far as, like, vetoing, like, we need, like, to have it be a, uh, a vote for a veto. Like, if it's tied, I don't think anything would happen anyways, right? No, a tie just is going to leave Push. it the way it is. If it was 5-5, five, five, but we didn't get everybody vote. We only had four votes on each yeah. side, so I think we missed a vote from Hunter and Diego, if I'm not mistaken, Probably, something right? like that. Sounds about right. Um, but, it, I mean, it is what it is. So not a bad trade for either team. Christian got good points out of Mari Cooper. Browns D obviously really helped Diego's team this week. Um, but the just the, the what came behind this though was like a lot of collusion talks were going around and people were fired up about it because just before this trade we talked about last week this, the the giveaways that we thought Diego was doing for for Swoosh and all his skilled players. So it was just another addition to that and it was like yeah hold on those two been training each other a lot yeah <laughs> so you know it worked out in diego's favor he ended up having a huge win which we'll talk about later but uh christian yeah the, but again that goes back to i like this league being a democracy i'm glad it was able to be resolved and hoes are not mad diego <laughs> hoes not <laughs> for mad. a minute there <laughs> um the last trade here we got more collusion owen mm-hmm. we got me trading with you the bears d for the chiefs d plus 14 fab for me, Bears D had better matchups in the playoffs. Um, as of now, not really. But, I mean, I'm not looking at playing them this week or next. It didn't really matter to me. I'm locked into the playoffs, essentially locked into a bye week. Uh, so I just needed the defense that's going to be playing those week 15, 16 matchups. Um, you're getting the Chiefs D, who have been good pretty much all season. Had a couple down games, plus a little bit of fab that gives you some wiggle room. Did you spend it all this week, Owen? I didn't spend no fab this week. Okay, well then what are you doing? Uh, just, I mean, I'm just kind of looking, just waiting for the right move. Cause just waiting. Well, you got one week left. Yeah. Yeah. You got to spend all that money. I, it just does I don't need a move. I guess it's just more insurance in case somebody goes down or somebody I like on the waiver wire. This trade though reacted, uh, got some strong reactions from it. Oh, and they're calling me Zillary again. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The one trade you make this year. Yeah. I think <laughs> I've made two <laughs> trades and they've both been like for low fab and you know, yeah. whatever, but Ho's mad. Ho's be mad. <laughs> um, so that is it for all of our news this week, Owen. Uh, we got week 11 to dive into, so let's get into it now. Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? What happened indeed, Owen? What and happened, a whole man? lot happened. First matchup up here, we got Zach fan- Zach's fantasy team versus the California Golden Yetis. Battle of the Zach's. And this one came down all the way to Monday night, Owen. Final score in this one, 127 to 109 in favor of myself. Picking up that ninth victory, uh, dropping Zach to 4-7. and seven. Starting at the top here, we got Deshaun Watson going for an absolute bomb of a week. 35 points, QB of crazy, the week. Crazy, crazy. Versus Mahomes getting 26. So that was crucial for me to come up big playing Mahomes there. Uh, in the running back spot, Kamara's worst game of the season, Owen. Really? Didn't get any catches. This was the problem with Taysom Hill. This kind of worries me going forward, but I think as oh, Taysom man. kind of settles into his role as a quarterback, he won't be just running off as often. Like that was kind of the difference. He wasn't passing the ball when he was being uh, rushed heavily. Mm-hmm. He was breaking out of the pocket and picking up a couple yards on his own. So that's interesting. I did not pick up on that at all, and that's like your bread and butter if you're a Kamara. Yeah, if owner. you're a Kamara owner, that is definitely where he's made the most damage this season. But he was also kind of nursing a foot injury, so he mm. played a little bit less snaps as well. And again, um, playing Atlanta, so, so... Yeah, and the game was over. Like, they didn't really need to do too much, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out. 
Uh, Gio getting me eight points, though. Kind of a down week for him, but he's playing Washington. Knew that was going to be tough. And for Zach, though, he had Adrian Peterson and Daryl Henderson both combined for just five points. Oof. So really bad out of his running back spot there. Oof. For the wide receivers, a down week for Hopkins as well, man. Only seven points. Um, and against Seattle. Yeah, compared to 12 for DK, uh, seven for Marvin Jones, and 14 for A.J. Brown. So both his receivers got touchdowns that mine did not. The yards were about the same, um, so I'm not too concerned about it. It was just kind of a down week. Marvin Jones, I mean, the Lions didn't score a single touchdown, so it is what it is. Uh, Mark Andrews, though, got 18 points, five catches, 96, and a touchdown. Huge week for Mark Andrews. Snap count back up in the 80s, 85s. Um, so like I said last week, that injury to Nick Boyle really paying off dividends for Mark Andrews. Man, uh, Gronk, no touchdown for him this week, only 25 points. In the flexes, Yards. <laughs> 20, damn, 25 points, that would have sucked. Uh, yeah, I might have gained it. Uh, in the flexes there, we got Cooper Cup from myself going off just in a monster way, 11 catches for 145. Kareem Hunt getting a touchdown there, not a lot of yards this week, but got the touchdown, gave me a smooth nine. In uh, the flexes for Zach, we got C.D. Lamb going for the touchdown. Beautiful catch out Beautiful. of him. 14 points. And uh, isn't that Trevor? Trevor Fulgham? Uh, Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Uh, one point, just one catch. Really bad performance. But yeah. Zach's kicker and defense almost brought him back in this matchup. Uh, my defense and kicker only combined for six. Zach's combined for 32. But I still was able to pull off the victory. Um, oh, and what I really like about my team, and I want to say, I want to give some compliments, is that everybody has kind of pulled their weight. Yeah. So whether we're seeing a down week from Kamara or Hopkins, I'm having up weeks from Mark Andrews, my quarterback, Cooper Cup. So like everybody's kind of filling in where it needs to happen. And if they could put that all together, <laughs> I'm going to be up towards the 200s, you know? Yeah. Like if they're all putting together those good weeks, which I've done a couple times throughout the season. It's looking pretty good um, as a solid team, so I'm really happy with them. Yeah, no, this this is a as good as a fantasy team can get. I think at this point in the season, as health wise, just performance wise, they're running on all cylinders heading into the playoffs, and that's exactly where you want to be. As far as X teams, it sucks that he lost it. I know his bench was really going off, and yeah, that's had never some good, good matchups down there. That's never a good feeling, but um, he's still in it. But, uh, man. Just hanging on by a thread. Battle was, of Zach's I'm, Part 2. Battle of Zach's Part 2. I was able to sweep him this year. Uh, moving 9-2. and two, Zach's dropping to 4-7. and seven. The superior Zach. The uh, the next matchup, though, we got the Sanger Slide Dogs. Josh at 5-5 five and five versus the Wuhan Tiger Kings. Diego at 2-8. and eight. In this one, we both picked Josh to win, Owen. But it was not that way. Josh, the second highest scoring team. Really unfortunate for him to lose. <laughs> I've been in that situation. I think once this seat once or twice like up towards mm-hmm. the top it's just been the way that i've gotten my losses so i know how much it stings uh josh put up 150 this week but diego an absolute monster performance 176 wow starting up at the top we got <clears throat> excuse me you got it <laughs> <laughs> we got justin herbert 29 <laughs> points aaron Rodgers only 24 just a mere 24 yeah yeah three touchdowns 300 yards Ugh. yeah it is <laughs> couldn't do better uh kalen balaj and ezekiel elliott uh, combined for 34, big performance for Zeke. Um, after we get into this matchup, though, and I want to talk to you about something very interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, David Johnson getting six points. Clyde, 17. Good performance out of him. Uh, not Clyde. C. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Carlos um, Hyde. In the wide receiver spot, Diego got 17 out of Lockett, 3.9 out of Juju. Josh got 23 out of Tyreek and 4 out of Higgins. In the tight end spot, we got 16 to 10 in favor of Goddard over Johnny Smith. 
But in the flexes, this is where Diego made up a lot of points here. Thielen got a 30-point performance, 123-2. and two. Mike Evans caught a touchdown himself. Uh, that's 13 points. And in the flexes for Josh, good numbers, 18-11 and 11 from uh, Deontay Johnson and Will Fuller, but just not enough uh, with that 30-point performance from Emmanuel Sanders. Or not Emmanuel Sanders, Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big play of the week this week, Owen, was the Browns' defense going for 27. He wow. needed every bit of those points, too, with the Steelers' D getting 24 yeah, uh, if Diego had gotten like a regular week, Josh only lost by twenty five points. So if he had played the Lions, which he had, guarantee you he would have lost. Yeah, not even on his roster because they were dropped. But they got blown out. Twenty three zero. Yeah. So Diego going to be moving on to three and eight. Josh dropping to five and six. Diego, as he fights for his life, Seriously. stays alive. Somehow the Tiger Kings stay in it and not only stay on stay in it. Put the exclamation mark on the week for 176 and the highest score. But if you're Josh, you're just disappointed. I got that. Yeah, it's need- a tough L when he absolutely needed one too. When clinching playoffs is right in front of you, going against a last place team, and something like this happens, it seems like fate is against you in some ways. But you know, it, he played the right matchups. Like there's not a whole lot else he could have done. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that Diego put together such a good week for him, but. I mean, that's fantasy football, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very proud of Diego for staying alive out there. Um, one thing I want to say about that matchup, though, Owen, mm-hmm. is we had <laughs> me and Diego had some trade talks the other day, which I definitely should have pulled the trigger on, I think. Oh, snap. Um, so let me find the text here. So he offered me Ezekiel Elliott and Justin Herbert for Kareem Hunt. And I didn't take it. Whoa. I didn't take it because Kareem Hunt's playoff matchups are far better than Zeke's. But, man, that would have looked good this week if I started Zeke getting 22, man. What do you think if you were here now going into this next week? Well, I will have you know. (coughs) Wow, I need some water. I will have you know that I sent him a trade offer for the same thing and he denied it with this quickness. Oh, wow. (laughs) But I deserve that. I told him I would wait on it. Um, but then kind of forgot that he sent the trade because it wasn't an actual trade request. We were just texting. Right. So I didn't think about it after our text messages. Um, but definitely would have been a good trade. And it was. I told him, I was like, man, that's a good one. I said, that's a good-ass trade. I'm torn, though, on Zeke. I'll think on it for a little. And then uh, just kind of forgot about it let, it, let it slide. And definitely worked out for Diego because um, without those two players, man, like it might this week might look different for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole landscape of the playoffs as yeah. far as uh, Josh, like he would have clinched it and Diego is out of there and God he should have just uh, pulled the trigger there maybe the next matchup though we got the Calabasas kids uh, Tavo versus the area 5150s Owen you guys were opposite records here six and four and four and six Owen kind of run down your matchup here and tell us what happened well in another disappointing fashion uh, 50s lost again once again and uh, man, it has been a rough, rough going. I think this is my like fifth loss in a row, and it has just not been good. But we it's started been a rough ride with uh, Ben, Big Ben, going against Jacksonville, scoring nineteen and a half, going up against Joe Burrow in his tragic, tragic accident. Only yeah, R.I.P. Joe Burrow's leg. Man, that was bad. When they came out and said, "Oh, he had a torn ACL," I was like, "Bullshit." <laughs> There's a lot more. What the his leg was parallel to the rest he of his body. He almost kicked himself in the face. <laughs> Oh my god! From the front, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. It was bad. Something about playing in Washington is is not good for quarterbacks. Uh, 
uh, legs. So not at all. Joe Burrow with the the thirteen and uh, Godspeed with the recovery. Uh, Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb combined for about twenty four points, going up against Gurley and Henry, who combined for about twenty eight points. And uh, that's really on the back. Once I saw uh, Derrick Henry, it was really this loss was on the back of that last uh, overtime touchdown that he just dominated yeah. dominated the Ravens once again. And I knew it was downhill from there. My receivers stacked up just about 18 points with Chase Claypool and Josh Reynolds going up against Justin Jefferson, Tyler about Boyd. 30. Yeah, and man, just in, in every aspect, Tabo was uh, was leading. And especially if we look at our tight ends, 12 points from Hunter Henry, not a bad day. But Travis Kelsey, we talked about this a lot last week and how he is a step above any other tight end, doubled my output at 24 and a half. With 127 yards receiving and a touchdown. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Insane. My um, flexes, uh, Damian Harris, 13 points, not bad. But Naheem Hines, <sighs> disappointing trade <laughs> results, 7 points versus Mike Davis and Ronald Jones. for Mike Davis put together a good week, finally. He's been on the downswing for a lot yeah. of weeks now, but able to get a touchdown, I think that was kind of the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just the, just the underutilization of Naheem Hines was very, very sad to watch. Final score though, Owen, one forty to one oh five, giving you another loss here. Four and seven. Tavo's gonna move to seven and four and most importantly clinch his playoff berth. This is insane to me. Like Tavo last year was on the bubble of getting kicked the fuck out of this league. <laughs> Dude, as of week one he was about to get kicked yeah. out. Christian was calling for his neck. And here we are looking at Tavo and the kids in playoff position his logo still makes me uncomfortable though it is a little weird it's this <laughs> something about kids and jerry jones does not mix for me oh man um so that is it for that one next matchup we got the money bags christian at six and four versus the green bowl packers hunter at seven and three so a close matchup here um both teams pretty good on the season top of the roster here we got lamar jackson and russell wilson about tied james connor and justin robinson tied as justin James uh, Robinson, Justin Connor, what the? F- James Connor. Are they both Jameses? James Robinson and James and James Connor. They're both Jameses. Yeah. Wow. Uh, those two combined for twelve each. Um, the other running back spot: J.D. McKissick and Lamage Pirine. Nice. Just about ten points each, eight and ten, so close there as well. In the wide receiver spot, though, this is a huge disparity. Julio and Antonio Brown combined for just about 14. Uh, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen combined for 49. Nearly, no, 50. 50 combined for over 50 points between those two guys right there. Um, so those two guys are really balling for Hunter this year. It's Devontae Adams, man. Like, it's, it's, it's what is it, uh, feast or famine for Devontae Adams a lot of times. A lot of feasts this year. Yeah, and he's been eating. And 21 points, again, it, it's just ridiculous. Julio was just... Uh, Literally hamstringed by his hamstring. So yeah, um, in the tight end spot, two pretty good players there. Both got touchdowns. Waller outperforming uh, Ebron by about six points, though seven points, uh, just based on yardage alone. Uh, in the flexes, we got twenty-one out of Clyde Edwards-Helaire and eleven out of Amari Cooper. So those two guys on the trades this week for Christian, combining for thirty-two. Great job out of them. Uh, for Hunter, Michael Thomas sixteen points and Terry McLaurin ten. So good job. Out of both their flexes. Yeah, that yeah, was a really good performance in that trade, that uh, edwards Alaire trade finally uh, proven to be good. Uh, and I'm sure Josh was not not very happy of that, but good for good for Swoosh. Yeah, and the final score in this one was 149-119. to A big victory for Hunter, moving to 8-3. and um, Really close to locking up a bye week. I think with one more win, he could potentially do it uh, if everything kind of rolls his way. But... 
Christian moving to six and five, uh, kind of getting closer to the bubble. He could he could possibly be eliminated from the playoffs um, with a little bit of opposite help. I don't want to call it help. But. Yeah, yeah, he might have uh, hurt himself big time by uh, all those trades and all that movement prior to this week, this last he week. He upset his team chemistry. I would say so. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think Hunter might have just put on a little extra after your comments from last week's episode. So <laughs> I like how in the in the league chat I was like, Hunter's been good. I like Hunter's been a baller all season. Of course, yeah. that's what I've been saying. Yeah, of course. Um, the last matchup though, we got the Tillamook Tea Bagger Steve at three and seven versus Team Murray up in weight. Uh, Jared at what is Jared? He was five and five. He was five and five. So in this one. Final score, 146 to 129 in favor of Steve with the big upset to stay alive in playoff contention. Man, that's 24 crazy. out of Taysom Hill versus 20 for Kyler Murray. 26 and 19 out of his running backs. Antonio Gibson has been amazing. If yeah. it's been under the radar, it's no longer under the radar. This man is a certified baller running back. Um, great RB2 for Steve all season long. 30 points out of Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs combined for Jared's team there. So good job out of both of them to get the running backs going. In the wide receiver spot, we got 26 for Woods, 20 for DJ Moore. Close job, uh, close matchup there. In the other wide receiver spots, we got Brandon Cooks going for just 10 points, Godwin for 14. In the tight ends, we got 7 for Fant, 8 for Hawk. In the flexes, uh, we got 5 for Jacoby Myers, 11 for Ridley. 15 for Kenyon Drake on Steve's side and 7 for Christian Kirk. Um, it looks like, though, Owen, this matchup's close, man. It was 17 points, and that's just pieced together like little by little through Steve's matchups there. Yeah. And this one was a big game for him because he was able to secure that victory, stay alive in playoff contention, and Jared is in a tough spot right now with a negative record, just one game out of being eliminated now. So getting close for Jared there. He's going to need to string together a couple of victories, I think, to stay alive and earn that playoff spot. And I think I can't emphasize enough on Steve's quarterback finesse because Taysom Hill on the 24-point swing against Matt Ryan is what gave him the victory this week in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, beyond the Dalvin Cook production, Taysom Hill was his MVP this week, really got him the dub. And Jared, like you got to be sick because I know you're dropping another game this week. And with playoffs looking very contentious, who knows what the way things are going to look and what who's on what kind of slope and man. It would have helped to get a victory, though. That would have put him at 6-5, and five, looking a little bit better going into that uh, Week 12 matchup. But, oh, and the podcast pick him. You only got one right this week. Um, <laughs> I got another three correct. That brings my lead to 27-23, to 23, just a gap of four there with two weeks to play. It's not looking uh, good for you again, Owen. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll see. I'm going to be paying attention very close in these matchups. Um, so, Owen, oh, that is it for a recap this week. Let us take a quick look at the standings post week 11. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me where I stand. And I do know where you stand, Owen. At the bottom of the league there, we got Diego still, even after a win, 3-8. and eight. Uh, In ninth place, you, Owen, 4-7. and seven. Uh, In eighth place, Zach, 4-7. and seven. Seventh place, Steve, 4-7. and seven. In sixth place, we got the playoff teams, Josh, 5-6. and six. Fifth, Jared, 5-6. and six. Fourth, Christian, 6-5. and five. Third, Tavo, clinching that playoff spot, 7-4. and four. Hunter, clinching as well, 8-3. and three. And then myself up top, 9-2. and two. Real quick, though, looking at the standings, would you say this is about accurate as far as power rankings go? 
No. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say in terms of power rankings, I would say me, Hunter, Tavo, Christian are about right. But then I would put Steve above Jared and Josh. Interesting. The yeah, dark horse. I would. Steve's got a solid team. It's kind of rounding out there. Um, yeah. Between Jared and Josh, I'd have to look. I'd have to look more at the at the rosters. Um, but yeah, I would put Steve at five there. Wow. I think he's got a good chance to if he could maybe push Jared out of playoffs. That would be. It's very possible for Steve, and he can make a run. We'll see. Um, but we want to get into some of the scenarios that could either give teams a playoff or kick them out. Um, Firstly, we'll talk about Diego, the Wuhan Tiger Kings. So for Diego to secure a playoff spot, right now he's only really looking at the five or the sixth seed. Um, he's too many points behind Jared to kick him out there, but Josh is still eligible to be removed from playoffs. If Diego wins out, Josh loses out, and in those two weeks, Diego scores more than 30 points than Josh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like We're talking 10th place here as it stands right now, mm-hmm. could shoot up to sixth place and somehow slip into the playoff race um, or playoff spot. And uh, Going to need some help, though. Yeah, going to need a lot of help. And you know, we're going to talk about a little bit just about really the, the, the structure of what it's going to look like based off this week. You know, Next week we're going to have, we're going to go into a little bit more, but yep. Diego needs to win. Uh, and out. for Diego, though, it's the problem here uh, it lies in that his schedule is tough. So he's got Hunter this week and me next week, the two oh, top-seeded teams. So Diego's fighting an uphill battle, but there's no animal more dangerous than a cornered animal. <laughs> that is true. And that is Diego right now. Uh, great performance in Week 11, but he's going to need to compound that with a Week 12 and 13 win. You ever seen a cornered Tiger King from Wuhan? Oh, no. Oh, man. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> We also, uh, we got Christian. So with Christian, he could secure the playoffs this week with a win. Um, he will have earned that, pl- uh, that fourth, fifth, sixth spot probably mm-hmm. um, if he's able to secure a victory this week. Could potentially move up to three if Tavo loses, but I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. But Christian could secure a playoff spot with a win. Um, controls his own destiny. Controls his own destiny. And this is last one here is important for all of the bubble teams. So... All of these teams, Diego, you, Zach, uh, and Steve, um, they could all be eliminated from playoff contention if Jared and Josh win and one of those teams loses. So if Steve loses and Josh and Jared win, he's eliminated. If Diego loses, Josh and Jared win, he's eliminated. If you lose, Josh and Jared win, eliminated. Same for Zach. So you guys are all going to need wins um, essentially to stay alive. Even yeah. though you have a chance next week, I think it'd be a safe bet to say that you'll control your own destiny. You need wins at this point to uh, even have a chance at making playoffs. So yeah. it'll be close. Yeah, and this is, again, like just how it stands as of this week. I'm sure things are going to change up they will. next week. Uh, but yeah, like the, the bubble teams still have a way in. You just got to win. Every team has a way in through 11 weeks of the season, and man. kudos to this league. This has been one of the craziest leagues uh, seasons in a fantasy league that I've ever even heard of. And yeah. for it to remain this close throughout the whole year is just kudos to us. It's a statement to the competitiveness, competitiveness of the league. And I think it speaks to the overall format of our league as well. Because mm-hmm. the teams are not too stacked. No team is like just like blowing everybody out every week it's kind of been like close throughout the entire thing even though that there's me and hunter up there with only five combined losses some of those wins and losses have been close Mm -hmm. so i think it's just a a testament to um how well this league has been put together and the uh the work from everybody 
that is just like, I don't know, everyone's putting in a lot of effort and you like to see it. Absolutely. So good on the ESFFL. You're killing it out there. Love you guys. Um, we got the Team of the Week interview this week. Diego returning for his second appearance of the season. His well last earned. time he was on the show there was just week one. God. So we'll hear from him right now, see what he's got to say. Uh, let's bring on the Wuhan Tiger Kings. Okay, so we got Diego on the line here. Diego, welcome back to the show. Uh, your first appearance here this season was in a week one blowout, and now you're here. 10 weeks later, week 11, with another mass performance. How are you feeling? Feeling good, like I should. As long <laughs> as I don't win the, the fucking toilet uh, bowl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, very true. Uh, you put up a big performance this week against Josh, Josh being the second highest scoring team. Uh, you put up 176, though, to keep your season alive. In a and, big way. In a very big way, because one loss and you've been eliminated, so you're staying alive going into week 12. Um, you're playing this week Hunter. So how are you feeling about that matchup? And do you see yourself pulling out a consecutive victory? I do see myself pulling out the second consecutive victory. We'll find out if he's, like what you said, Zach, a faker or not this oh. week and heading into the next weeks. Yeah. Um, but Call yeah, man. Fraud. Hoping, hoping to win. Yeah, I, I want to go back into your, your uh, game last week and tell me, did you think after all those trades that being the number one team was was in your was in your hand? Yep, that's exactly why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on and, top of and that, for the record, I sent out probably over thirty to fifty different trade offers between the league in the past like three weeks. Wow! And some people want to dance, and some people don't want to dance. And if you don't want to dance, don't complain about the dancers. That's, don't complain about the show. I, hey, I, you sent me some bad trades. There were some low not? balls. <laughs> yeah, and, and did you guys see the rest of the low balls I was getting back? <laughs> yeah, no, there were a lot of low balls. Um, I could, yeah. The deadline was very, very tense, uh, but you made it through and then also made the necessary trades to get a win. How are you feeling now, week two into this trade? How are you looking uh, for this upcoming week with this big match against Hunter? So, I'm, I feel like I'm looking good right now, man. My team did well, and the players that I did trade away, I think all but one has performed pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Cooper, what, put up like nine points last week? Some, was, no, I put up like 15. I'm, 15, okay, well, I'm going to get that back in Debo Samuel coming back this week. Ooh. Um, one thing I do have a question about, Diego, uh, is yes. is Kalen Balage. So, yes. Chargers running back, it's looking like uh, uh, Austin Eckler will be coming back this week. What are you going to do with your roster to get those starting, uh, you get those points back? Are you going to be subbing in your newly acquired running back, Gus Edwards, and then Debo in the flex? What, what are you looking at? Uh, you know, I don't like to tell my enemies mm. too much my game plan. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I know that's a little bit of concern. What I was reading two weeks ago when I got Kalen Balage was that even when Austin Eckler was going to come back, they were saying he looks like he's going to be the number one. And now things have quickly changed. Um, so we'll, we'll, we're going to play by ear, stay up to be on the news, and find out which route we're going to go. But I like my receiver depth, definitely. So yeah, now you have very good receivers, and that's kind of been your strong suit all season is having, like, you've got like five top 20 receivers so you got good players got good players and justin herbert just keeps getting better and better every week oh yeah definitely 100 percent. as far as playoff wise and and getting into the big dance do you it's the next two weeks so yeah you, this next two weeks you've got hunter and me the two top two seeded teams how do you manage that and 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 figure you out a way to to get in somehow 
What's the mindset well, for your for your squad? Expectations were very high at the beginning of the year. Expectations became immensely low <laughs> these past few weeks. So, you know, we just got to go out there and do our thing, right? Everyone's counting on us to lose. So, we're not disappointing anybody. But when we win, it's the upset, and we love an underdog. So, very true and hey maybe next week i could throw you a, i could throw you a win i'll just bench all my players and um, also what i was going to say is zach you have a lot of the top players right now in the league that are going into the playoffs in real nfl life um and towards the end of the season as we all know some of these coaches like to bench those players and make sure they're healthy and safe for when it really matters in the playoff season um and i know i've experienced that many times in my yep. fantasy football career where i've got these great players doing great but then it comes for the you know, the playoff run or the championship game even, where the, play, the coach is like, uh, I'm going to bench you, Calvin Johnson. I'm going to bench you, Andrew <laughs> Peterson. I'm going to bench you because yeah, we and need you for the playoffs. And they just put up a donut. You're right. The only player that I'm really feeling like that could potentially happen to is Kamara. So we'll see. But I've got yeah. the I've got the, the handcuff there in Latavius Murray. So if that does happen, hopefully it's not too much of a steep drop-off for me. But you're very right. It's something I need to be concerned about. Definitely. And, well, and my thought is, on that Alvin Kamara situation, maybe they do bench him because they do need him maybe healthy, but they don't have Drew Brees to put up the offensive points. They have Jason Hill, who looked cool in his first week. Yeah. Uh, but if they get into a rut, you know, they're not going to be running the ball at all. So For sure. Diego, if this, if this is, in fact, your last uh, meaningful game of the season, what would you say about this year and how this season has gone? It's 2020 in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we a pandemic and shit is always going up and down, side to side. It's like that elevator in uh, Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka, that just be going up and down, the side gr- to side. The Great Glass shit. Elevator, that is, is that what it was called? Yep. That is that is that is life in 2020. You don't know which way you're going, baby. Yeah. Sometimes it's like it's like when you're in water and you don't know if you're up or down, and you gotta blow out some bubbles to see which way's up because the bubbles float up, and you're like, oh, that way's <laughs> up. And so far, your team's been down. My team didn't know which way we've been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so far we've been down. I feel that. But Diego, let's get some final thoughts from you. Uh, last statement. Potentially could be your last uh, appearance on the podcast. So give us kind of a final statement here uh, about what you're expecting and what you're really hoping for, I guess. Final statement is, uh, have we ever decided what the toilet bowl champion has to do? Uh, Secondarily, It was what? some sort of dance. 2-2. Two, two. That's, that's kind of wack. It's just like a 2-2. Well, nobody gives us a good idea that everyone votes on. If there's something else, man, put it put it in the league and I, we'll poll it out. I say someone should just eat something spicy. Something spicy? And also, I can't believe, Zach, you try to almost beat on my trade with Amari Cooper in that defense. And 30 points from that defense, man. Yeah. They balled out. I will. Hey, but we're talking about in the podcast that I'm glad this okay. league is a democracy. <laughs> um, and okay, that, cool. And that, yeah, hey, even if I'm voted wrong, like I don't care, man. I'm just glad that we all got we all got a say, an equal say. Um, and also, was thinking, man, next year we should go visit Hunter and do the draft up in the Bay. That would be fun. And now fun. that we know he listens to this pod, yeah. uh, <laughs> I know the surprise. Fun. Listen, we're, we're, we're homies, right, Hunter? We've been in this game for what now? Three years? Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about time Hunter hosts a damn draft. I think so. I just like to think Hunter is our shy friend who doesn't talk too much. Yeah. He's well, gonna he's gonna host it at the Snapchat headquarters. Damn. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully by then we're not still socially distancing and uh, the world is still intact. Well, I think we will be. Well, I can only hope. <laughs> hey, don't be afraid to take a, don't be 
free to take a free COVID test at LHI.com slash LHI.care. Get a free COVID test. I took my fourth test last night. Oh, and wow. I have no COVID, so. Nice. Hey, I'll be hitting that up. Link in the description. Cool. Well, hey, and thank also, you. Hit oh. me up on Diego at ironkeyrealestate.com. Looking for a home. And uh, let's get this bread. Let's bread. go. All right, Diego. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And congrats on your big week 11 performance. Uh, hopefully, we can see you back here next week. Hell yeah. All right. Have Later, a good one. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Diego. We appreciate you coming on the show. Proud of you for earning that victory. Uh, good luck on your next couple of matchups there. You're going to need all the help you can get, my friend. But, Owen, we got week 12 coming. The week 12 preview, and we got a special drop this week. We're bringing it in a little bit early, per your request, because it might be the only time you get to hear it that it matters. Hey, everybody's in it. There's a lot at stake. Drop it. What that? Uh, playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Okay, Owen, so week 12. Yep. No yep. week is more important than the week that we're currently in. And in Man. this one, we got a lot of good matchups. We'll start right here with the Wuhan, uh, I'm sorry, Zach's fantasy team uh, at 4-7 and seven versus Team Murray up in weight, 5-6. and six. Two great quarterbacks in Kyler Murray and Mahomes. Uh, in the running back spot, we got Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs versus DeAndre Swift and Raheem Mostert. In the wide receiver spot, we got Robert Woods and Godwin versus Metcalf and A.J. Brown. In the tight end spot, we got T.J. Hawkinson for Jared and Robert Tanyan, the tight end slash wide receiver for Zach. In the flexes, we got Ridley and Kirk versus Samuel and Ayuk, respectively. Uh, we're missing a kicker. Defenses we're not even going to talk about. But, Owen, early projections, scroll up for me. Got this in favor of Zach. Uh, favor from Jared, 130 to 104. Um, with Jared minus kicker too. Yeah, with Jared minus a kicker. So right now it's looking heavily favored to uh, give Jared the victory. Um, I think that's kind of expected, just the fact that he's a playoff team. Zach's not. Uh, kind of that's how the projections sort of play out. But Owen, uh, what do you think is going to be the keys for Zach to win this week, and do you think it will be possible? There's always a chance, like you said, any given Sunday. So, Zach, just because the projections have it saying that you're going to lose by like 25-plus points, stay in there and put up your best effort. And I think when you have Patrick Mahomes, anything is possible. So that's going to be a key there. You're probably going to need about 40 points from him. Let's just go ahead and start off with that. But your running backs, Raheem Mostert and, um, and, and DeAndre Swift. I know Swift was kind of questionable there last week. Um, yeah, cleared his concussion protocol, though. That's so good. He'll be back. And as far as uh, Mostert, he's supposed to be coming off IR, apparently, but still going against the Rams' defense is tough. Um, I think when you look at his receivers, that's going to be your biggest chance to make up a lot of points in DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown. But if you look at uh, Brandon Ayuk, another Niner that uh, he's planning on starting this week, I understand Niners fan. Hey, it's getting you, he got you to this point so far, so why not use the Rams them? Rams D's been too good, man. Exactly. And we both both of these players are are coming off of something, you know, and Brandon Ayuk coming off COVID with I swear to God if the Rams lose to the Niners again, I would have oh, a flip. <laughs> I would say like you got got some depth on your bench there, Zach. 
just look into it, do as much research it as you can because the season is right here. Make sure you put up your best effort. Make and, or break. And if I'm guessing, I'll say I'm picking Jared. Uh, well, since I'm down four, I don't want to be down five just by going <laughs> against that. So I'm gonna go Jared as well to finally uh, come back up for a victory in a much needed way. Uh, okay, the next matchup though. Oh, and we got the Wuhan Tiger Kings. Diego at a smooth three and eight versus Hunter with the opposite record eight and three. In this one, the early projections have Hunter winning Ooh. by a mile, one forty three <laughs> to one hundred four. Uh, I think that's because Kalen Balaj only projected one, but that's because he's not going to fucking be the starter. Yeah. Which I knew. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the problems, man. Like, I don't know. This was the questionable thing for me going into this week with the trade. Um, but at the quarterback spot, we got Herbert versus Russell Wilson. In the running back spot there, we got Zeke and potentially Kalen Balaj. Maybe he subs him out. Not really sure. Uh, in the running backs for Hunter, we got James Conner and Melvin Gordon. In the wide receiver spot, Star athletes Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen versus Tyler Lockett and Juju Smith-Schuster. In the tight ends, we got Ingram versus Jonu Smith. In the flexes, Diego is missing a player right now. Also has Mike Evans versus Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. So scroll down. I want to look at Diego's roster. Um, he is probably plugging in Gus Edwards. If I, would, I were a betting man, it would be Gus. Yeah, and beyond that, he still has one other position in his flex uh, to, to, to start because... Or I mean, do you do you really start Kalen Balaj? Or do you I don't st- think you can, man. So you put you plug in Gus Edwards there, right? Yeah, he'll probably so. be starting a wide receiver that he has. Scroll, <clears throat> mm-hmm. keep scrolling. It's looked like Jerry Judy or Philip Lindsay, maybe Debo if he's playing. Yeah, this is where Diego's just getting a little bit thin. Um, yeah. But yeah. if you had some skill players, that would have really helped, you know. Man, uh, so it's looking like Hunter is the the huge projected victor this week. Uh, if that were to occur, Diego would be eliminated. So fighting for his life, man. Um, In a big way. Yeah. Who are you going to take, Owen? Diego, I mean, he, he surprised us last week. I mean, we did not. We hit, we, I mean, we, well, I guess we didn't because we both picked him. but We did not pick Diego. Oh, we picked Josh. That's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he surprised us last week and became. I haven't gotten many of Diego's matchups right this season. It's It's so hard to tell because, I mean, who knows what Justin Herbert's going to be able to Herbert do. Herbert could put up 100 points. <laughs> he's gonna need it but so could russ man yeah. monday night against philly I'm, okay so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna just pick hunter because if you look at it melvin gordon and uh not melvin gordon i'm sorry uh russell wilson Devonte adams and michael thomas that to me right there is and keenan allen man you can't can't you yeah. can't you can't say enough about keenan allen this yeah season. he's he's becoming um the keenan allen of old yeah, I click think. on his name. What 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 wide receiver is he? He's got to be like three or four. Let's, let's see how if it wants to cooperate. Um, Nine. Oh, three in PPR. So wow. just a baller, man. Like he's having double digit weeks seemingly every single week, um, looking really really good, and definitely is somebody that's going to be keeping Hunter's team competitive. So I'm gonna take Hunter. Yeah, I'm gonna take Hunter as well. And, and, and again, um, Diego's at a slight disadvantage with Juju Smith Schuster. Who knows if he's gonna be playing? I know he messed up his ankle off a penalty flag like rolled his ankle really yeah so uh who knows good luck to you Dago though yep uh next matchup we got the Sanger Sly Dogs Josh at five and six versus you Owen the area 51 50s at a mere four and seven so Owen run down this matchup for us and uh maybe give us a key for each team 
All right, well, first of all, got me projected to win for the first time in a long, long time. So I have a uh, about a five-point or four-and-a-half-point advantage here going against Josh. And to me, it's it starts with whatever's going to happen with that Steelers in Baltimore game because we have a, a cumulative four players playing against in that matchup alone with Big Ben, Chase Claypool on my end versus Deontay Johnson and the Steelers D on, on Josh's end. So that's a huge, huge matchup. A lot of Steelers. A lot of Steelers. Um, but as far as the matchup is going to look like, going to have as, at quarterback Big Ben versus Rodgers, uh, Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb going against uh, Wayne Gallman and Carlos Hyde potentially. Um, Chase Claypool and Alan Lazard are my wide receivers for this week going against Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson at the tight end spot. Hunter Henry versus Goddard. And my flexes, my man Naheem Hines and Damian Harris. Versus Deontay Johnson and Will Fuller, and I don't know what what do you think? What are you what are you seeing? I want some outside perspective here. The outside perspective is that I think Josh's wide receivers are gonna beat the shit out of yours. <laughs> yeah, Hill and Ty- Robinson versus Claypool and Lazard. Yeah, Tyreek. Well, okay. So for Tyreek Hill, like he is a threat. The past three weeks, he has just gone off, and uh, I don't know, but. I do think you're not going to see the type of production you want out of Aaron Rodgers and that Chicago defense. That is could be true, and you've got some green matchups there for your running backs. He's got orange for both of his. You could make up some points there, um, but I think I think it's going to be a big gap between uh, his wide receivers and yours. Also, his flexes. Scroll down. Mm-hmm. So those two flexes, Deontay Johnson and Will Fuller, have been very good all season. Uh, Naheem Hines has been down and up. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say up and down, mostly down. <laughs> And then Damian Harris has been up and down. So I think if you don't get touchdowns out of both of them, it'll be tough for you to make up enough points there. Um, give me Josh this week in a, in a close matchup. Yeah, and I, t- I totally see it. I could see that happening. I am interested in, in seeing what could potentially come out of Z- uh, uh, Zach Moss off a of bye week going against the Chargers. So that might come into the picture here. Is it two a time? Not gonna be two a time. <laughs> I after the pool last week, yeah. there's no way I'm starting him. I I can see that. That was crazy. But I, I think this is gonna come down to the wire. Give me myself in a close close matchup, Josh. I'm sorry to do it to you, but I need to. All right, next matchup we got the U Fork Money Bags Christian six and five versus the Calabasas Kids Tavo at seven and four. And in this one, early projections got Tavo winning one thirty nine to one twenty three. Uh, Tavo already securing a playoff spot. Christian fighting for his. In the quarterback spot, we here we got Tom Brady versus Josh Allen. In the running backs, we got James Robinson and J.D. McKissick for Christian versus Todd Gurley and Derrick Henry for uh, Tavo. In the wide receivers, we got maybe Julio mm-hmm. with a hamstring. He could very well be held out this week. Yeah. Uh, also, Antonio Brown versus Justin Jefferson and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd really going to take a hit, though, in my opinion, without Joe Burrow. Um, don't yeah. even know who their quarterback is, to be honest. Yeah. Couldn't even tell you his name. I think they just picked somebody up yesterday. That's, that's not the, a good sign. Yeah, that's supposed to be the guy. In the tight end spot, uh, two elite tight ends, Darren Waller versus the number one by a country mile, Travis Kelsey. The wide receiver 10, probably. In the wi- in the flex spot, we got Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Amari Cooper versus Devontae Parker and David Montgomery. So, oh, and like I said, early projections have Tavo winning. I think that's going to be the case. Uh, making Christian one of those bubble teams. I think Tavo's going to be able to pull out the victory here, but it it might be very, very close. Um, it could be one of those matchups that comes down to like five points. 
But I, man, I kind of want to walk back picking Tavo so so clearly, just because James Robinson I think is a great running back. But now that I see Julio's name pop back up, I don't trust Julio this week. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to start him, but uh, he might end up putting someone up like DJ Chark against Cleveland, or maybe he he picks Mike Williams. He puts in Aguilar or Mike Williams. Yeah, it could be any of those guys. He's got some options in case uh, um, Julio does not make it out. And I think he's going to be in a good spot. This is going to be a lot more competitive than projections have it right now. Um, I agree. I just it's what version of Todd Gurley we're going to see with the Falcons and whose wide receivers are going to come up because Tyler Boyd, I don't know about that, but Justin Jefferson surely can go off. Um, and then he, of course Travis Kelsey. So yeah. Um, one other thing is David Montgomery in his in Tavo's flex coming off of his concussion going against Green Bay. What version of David Montgomery we're going to see? Who knows? But he's he's also got some uh, backups as well in Mike Davis and Ronald Jones. So both of these teams are strapped with, with talent. It's just who's going to produce and who's going to start what. And who's going to play the right guys because they yeah. come down to that. Um, but like I said, I'm picking Tavo. Who are you going to take this week, Owen? Christian or Tavo? See, I'm down four. and You're down I'm, four. I'm we just to... split on the last one. You need to make up some puntos. And this one, if you're going to do it, I think this is the matchup to do it in. Yeah, I, I do agree. I just, McKissick against Dallas, Antonio, Waller, Alaire, Cooper. Uh, oh, man, this is tough, man. Uh, give me, give me, give me swoosh in this one. All right, I respect it. Oh, wow. Um, just what? got a sleeper update, some breaking news. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to be listed as questionable going into tomorrow's game. But Kenny Galladay is a definite out, as well as Danny Amendola. So Kenny Galladay is in no hurry to get back. I think he's going to get shut down for the rest of the season, and it's I'm possible. very, very sad about that. Um, the final matchup here, Owen, is myself, the Tillamook Teabaggers. <laughs> I mean, Steve, the Tillamook Teabaggers, <laughs> versus go. myself, the California Golden Yetis. Steve, 4-7. and seven, Myself, 9-2. and two. Um, In this matchup... Right up top, we got myself with the early projected win, uh, 125 to 106. I think that will go up when they adjust Geo's projected, I'm hoping. Also, scroll down, Owen. They might have Matt Gay still projected zero. Yeah, they got him yeah. projected zero. So I'll be projected about 135 I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 137 if they give Geo a little bit of a generous projection there. But up top, Owen, the quarterbacks, we got Deshaun Watson versus Taysom Hill. Amar, or Alvin Kamara and Gio Bernard for me versus Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson for Steve. In the wide receiver spot, we got Hop and Diggs. Uh, Diggs returning off his bye week versus DJ Moore and Brandon Cooks. In the tight ends, we got Mark Andrews and Noah Fant. In the flexes, Cooper Cup and Kareem Hunt versus Jacoby Myers and Kenyon Drake. So Owen, in this matchup, it will be a good one. Um, if I'm being honest, Owen... I think Steven could win. It's crazy, isn't it? Steven's like, team's been hot. Um, if I'm going to lose, this is one that I could lose. Wow. Are you going to choose Steven? On no. The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it right up top. I'm picking myself. I always pick myself. Okay. I, I'm. How can I not? I'm 9-2. Yeah. I mean, if I get a ceiling performance, I'm blowing Steve out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's got a good chance, man, with Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson playing really, really well. DJ Moore got a high ceiling. Um, Steve's got a good chance at pulling off an upset here, and I wouldn't even be shocked if he did it. Yeah, this is how he how he does it. It's like these somewhat mediocre projections, 
hasn't have him really pulling the head at any means, and then all of a sudden he just goes off and pulls off a victory. Because I think his players are starting to be a lot more consistent. Like his his roster yeah. and his starters are a lot more. Well, consistent. having Dalvin Cook, man, just plugging away at yeah. twenty points a week just gives yeah. you a solid baseline. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Oh, I didn't even see they got Taysom Hill projected one, so the projections will be oh. a lot closer. It's It'll probably be projected like nineteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is though, for me, is last week Denver pulled off an upset against the Miami defense, and yeah. just in Miami in general, they just they they were able to win that game and going against that defense for Kamara for you and Taysom Hill for Steven, How do you think that's going to fare? Because I think that's going to be the key matchup right there. Um, I don't know, and if I'm being honest with you, Owen, I thought about starting. Uh, uh, Latavius Murray in the flex this week and just playing both Saints running backs. Really? I thought about it, but I think I'm going to go ahead and roll with Kareem Hunt. Um, but I've got some questions in terms of my starting lineup this week. I could oh. start, uh, what's his name? Uh, scroll down. I always forget this dude's name. Oh, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Yeah, I could start Pittman this week and feel good about it. He's playing Tennessee, coming off a, cool, a couple of great performances. Um, but with Kareem Hunt playing Jacksonville, I don't think I can avoid that. Mm. Uh, but maybe over Cooper Cup, but then he just put up the 150, and so I can't pull him after that. So I've got some question marks this week, but I think I'm just going to roll with the team I have out there. They've not lost me many matchups this season, and I think it's the right decision. But my, my, one last, myself. my one last question for you is Gio Bernard. Like with, yeah. with the situation there in Cincinnati, is he still a valuable player to you? Or I'll tell he- you why he is, because there's nobody else on that fucking team. And if they're going to be effective at all, they're going to need to do dump off passes, which is where Geo makes his money. I'm, I am. Um, if you're gonna go ahead, so and... I am leaving him in there as, with the green matchup. But I'll tell you what, Owen, if that team looks like shit against the Giants and can't get anything going at all, he will be pulled, and Kareem Hunt will be a starter, and Michael Pittman will be my flex because I can't, I can't just gamble on Geo. Yeah. And the uh, and the Bengals without Joe Burrow, if they're not gonna be scoring touchdowns, man, because. It's going to be very necessary for him to remain uh, in my in my roster. Wow. Well, let's. It's going to be interesting to see what Cincinnati is able to just put on the field this week. Though I, even if I lose, it'll tell me a lot about what I need to do in the playoffs. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling okay regardless of if I win or lose. Um, if Steve, I, I don't I don't mind seeing an underdog win, especially when they're fighting for playoffs. It keeps it interesting. So as long as I can secure a bye week, I don't care. All right, so we'll see what happens. Steven is totally control of his own destiny. Are and... you taking Steve? Uh, he, he, uh, oh, man. Let me look at it. <laughs> it's just... Clock's taking Owen. It's so hard. We're 54 minutes. We're running hella long here. Oh, God. It's um, going to be longer with Diego's interview in it. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to say... I'm going to pick you as well here. All right. Because I just... Sorry, Steve. Yeah, Sorry. All right, so that is it for all of our previews for Week 12, Owen, and that is it for our show this week. So, great episode. We got a very exciting Week 12 on the board here. It's essentially the playoffs. We got five teams fighting for their lives, maybe even six, um, looking at a a very important week ahead of us and an even more crucial Week 13 that we will get into next week. So, on that note, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening, and good luck on your matchups. If I don't win, I'm not coming.